Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast, taking a forward look at what speakers are covering at our events, turning our attention this time to our event on government contracts bid protests, and giving you a practical guide in light of recent developments. Going live with the webcast June 26th, running between 12pm and 1.30pm Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be joined by a three-person panel composed of Michael Anstett, Special Counsel from Freed, Frank, Harris, Shriver and Jacobson LLP. We're also going to hear from Luke Meyer, a partner at Blank Rome LLP. And finally, we'll hear from Mary Karen Willis, a Managing Director at the Berkeley Research Group. More information about our panel, how to sign up and listen to this event will be found in the description box down below. You'll also find the code PODCAST25. When used at checkout, PODCAST25 gets you 25% off that very first webcast registration. Let's turn things over to our panel now. This is Michael Anstett. I'm a government contracts attorney at Freed Frank in Washington, D.C. Uh, we handle uh, cradle to grave uh, for government contractors. We handle bid protests, false claims act and fraud investigations and uh, contract um, claims and administration. And uh, we do a lot of uh, uh, mergers and acquisitions. Uh, work uh, counseling our clients on uh, acquisitions or sales. Uh, to start, I think I'll set the table, um, so to speak, by covering um, some recent procedural changes to the GAO bid protest process, including covering the new EPDS electronic filing system and some practical tips for navigating that new system. Um, another recent change that we'll cover is uh, the DOD's uh, enhanced debriefing procedures, uh, which I think have been uh, beneficial to uh, protesters and um, the agencies, and I'll cover some practical strategies on uh, making the most of those enhanced debriefing procedures. Uh, third, I'll cover uh, sort of the future of bid protests challenging voluntary corrective action in light of the Federal Circuit's decision in uh, the Dell Federal Services case. And finally, I'll look to the future some more in terms of uh, future topics uh, for bid protests, including uh, other transaction agreement uh, uh, protests and cybersecurity requirements in bid protests. I'm Luke Meyer. I'm a partner in the government contracts group here at Blank Rome in Washington, D.C. Uh, and our, our firm does kind of the, the full gamut of government contracts uh, types of matters, which similar to what Michael was saying, it includes a lot of bid protests. It includes fraud investigation and defense. It includes compliance counseling um, and, and M&A advice and transactions as well. Um, I'm going to talk about some, uh, some things that are sort of procedural and some practical considerations um, when you're entering into a protest or defending one. The first is selecting a forum or just understanding what the differences are uh, between the three, because we, we often focus on protests at the Government Accountability Office, but there are also agency protests and protests at the, at the Court of Federal Claims. Um, there are considerations about uh, different considerations depending on which of the fora you're in. <clears throat> I'm also going to talk about avoiding dismissal, um, which is something that continue to see plenty of GAO decisions, especially that are dismissing protests as untimely, um, make sure it's clear, uh, including with the uh, 
extended debriefing that's now in place that you understand when a debriefing ends and when you need to get on file, how to navigate that. I'm also going to talk about taking a relief-oriented approach in a bid protest, and I think it's an important consideration that uh, often, you know, the focus is on winning, uh, but winning, winning can mean a number of different things. It can mean uh, a new evaluation, uh, it can mean uh, new solicitation and new opportunities to submit a proposal, uh, and the, the types of relief are not created equally, and they're driven by the type of arguments that you make. Um, finally, I'll talk about off-the-record advocacy, which I think is a critical part of the protest process that doesn't always get a lot of attention. If you look at the GAO statistics, most protests are uh, that are successful are successful through voluntary agency corrective action, not a favorable GAO decision. So your, your most likely way to win is persuading uh, the government, and on the other side, if you're defending a protest, persuading the government to not voluntarily take corrective action. So we'll talk about that as well. This is Mary Karen Wills. I am a managing director with the Berkeley Research Group here in Washington, D.C., and I am the leader of our firm's government contracts and grants practice, where uh, we parallel uh, the gamut of the government contract practice areas. But our practice is primarily accountants, economists, other consultants that um, also provide strategy and advisory consultation on compliance with government regulations. We do uh, perform investigations and obviously work on a number of bid protests and mergers and acquisitions uh, for um, companies and organizations that are government contractors. And I have been admitted under protective orders to serve as a cost consultant on many protests. I would say, you know, probably around 50 during my career, spanning both the GAO and the Court of Federal Claims, as well as a myriad of agencies and industries. So I've seen a lot from a cost standpoint, cost and price standpoint, and as a result, you know, I've garnered some best practices that I've gained as a cost consultant that I'd like to share to help educate the audience regarding, you know, the use of cost consultants on bid protests, the timing of, of why, when, and how to engage a cost consultant for bid protest success. Oftentimes, what I found, cost consultants serve a vital role helping legal counsel in assessing the government's evaluations and source selections determinations, uh, many times regarding kind of issues of cost realism, price realism, cost price technical trade-off determinations, and uh, many times protests are sustained as a result of the findings in this regard. Um, I will speak to... Um, some current solicitation trends that we've seen that agencies have taken to try to make award decisions more protest-proof and what organizations should contemplate in terms of how they respond to these solicitations in order to do their part to really have their award be protest-proof. I'm also going to cover some of the top cost realism, price realism issues that we see and how those might be mitigated or prevented um, in a proposal preparation situation. And then last, one of the areas that uh, we often see is what I call kind of the curse of the incumbent, where there are cost and pricing issues that are somewhat common to incumbent bidders, 
that they know too much information and they make too many assumptions based on their actual experience that um, they really need to understand and consider when they're putting together their cost proposal, price proposal, technical proposal. So hopefully I'll be addressing some areas that would give feedback to organizations to assist in minimizing that risk of protest going forward. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group podcast. Don't forget more information about our panel and how to sign up and listen to this event will be found in the description box down below. You'll also find the code PODCAST25 when used at checkout that gets you 25% off that first webcast registration. If you want to feature in a future episode of the Knowledge Group podcast, let us know. Send us an email, info at thenowledgegroup.org, and we hope to hear from you June 26th. And until then, take care. Bye for now.